0: Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time podcast, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. We're your hosts. I do mornings on a radio station called 107.7 The End in Seattle, Washington. It's awesome. And he's been in the locker, worked at the station with me, been down on the pitch and the stats, blah, 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 never submits his timesheet. It's Brandon from the internet.
1: (laughs) Don't get me fired. (laughs) You can't fire me if you never hire me.
0: (laughs) I don't think that's... I think they did hire you. Okay. Anyway. Um, That's true. Do us a quick I, solid. You can't fire me. I quit. Yeah. There you go. We're <laughs> to burn a bridge. This podcast just got worse. All right. Do us a quick solid and click on through to Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating.
1: Definitely five stars.
0: Or maybe four. But primarily leave us a comment. We just want to know who your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player is. From Raul Ruiz Diaz to Obafemi Martin. I'm sorry. From Count Raul Ruiz, Ruiz Diaz. <laughs> I've decided he is a vampire. Okay. Yeah, he looks like a vampire. I also don't know if he wears eyeliner. Um, oh, I've I've had that thought a lot of times. And so I feel like he might like be in a My Chemical Romance cover band, <laughs> only in in Espanol. <laughs> ja, ja 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 ja. Have, have you heard? Welcome to the <laughs> to the Black Parade. Yes. <laughs> in Spanish. <laughs> because I feel like that's what Raul Ruiz Diaz is doing. And then he's got the neck text for uh, for cred. So, I
1: I dig it. it, Welcome to the black Peru.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) This week, the 10 forwards, Seattle Sounders FC take on the, wait, are they actually better now? The San Jose Sharks what I call them, <laughs> in a battle for the Heritage Cup. A little bit about the Heritage Cup. I didn't know about it, so I went to everyone's favorite source for not knowing much about something and then becoming the authority instantly. Sounder Whi- at heart? Wiki- <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> the Heritage Cup is an annual cup rivalry between Major League Soccer teams, San Jose Earthquakes, oh, I got that wrong, and Seattle Sounders FC. Both teams carried their names forward from their NASL predecessors. I shortened that. Okay. Well, that's something that I care less about now that I know what it is.
1: <laughs> it's a it's like one of those things when they talk about it they're like how much does hey coach how much does this winning this trophy mean to you? <laughs> it's a it's a trophy. <laughs> He's
0: the coach is like, "Well, I had to look up what it's about on Wikipedia." <laughs>
1: He, uh, actually you know what Our coach Brian Spencer Might be the uh, <laughs> Like the only coach Who might know What that trophy is Because he was on the team
0: He might have hoisted That into the air At one point <laughs> Have the Sounders it, Ever won the actual trophy
1: uh, well, yeah, they've. I mean, I think it's literally who has the best uh, regular season record between the two teams against each other every season. So I'm, I'm sure that the Sounders uh, have won that multiple times.
0: And the prize is a fault line shaking earthquake and an <laughs> attack by a giant what's it kaiju there we go and the prize is figure out which front
1: office staff has this in their office so we can actually give it to you if you win it
0: does anyone know where the heritage cup went i don't i think it's in taylor graham's office with gregor's coat that sat in his office for literally two years oh did you get it back yeah i did he like bugged me about it all the time I, and he's so nice that i just never did anything like a real jerk
1: i like how it's, he was bugging you so you could get your coat back
0: and it's like it's like hey man um I, I still have your coat and i'm like yeah yeah, yeah cool you're a big guy. Your coats take up a lot of space. <laughs> and I, I, anyway, Taylor Graham is the best. So he is the best. It was nice to have an excuse to go see him. That's the that's the real thing right there. So um, anyway, uh, enough of having fun. Let's talk about something depressing. Oh, did you think I was going to talk about D.C. United versus Seattle Sounders FC? Because you're wrong! First, let's talk about a lesson that I think everyone needs to learn. And you know, when you talk this way to people, they oftentimes don't want to listen to you. But I'd like to offer a bit of sage advice for anybody who has decided to get themselves a pet. Uh, Brandon, recently you've acquired a pet animal, right? Yeah, I did. Uh, A dog, a greyhound that wears clothing for some reason um (laughs) he's got thin skin okay (laughs) so so when you make fun of him it really hurts. (laughs) runs in the family (laughs) it's a greyhound too that's run double entendre yay Yay. Um, anyway when you have an animal and you love them and then they become part of your your life and everything might i recommend that you spend not spend but you set aside whatever amount of money you can every month I think an appropriate amount of money would be like 50 bucks a month. Set that aside in a savings account and let it grow. And don't use it to go to Kauai or to buy a new, whatever the next Xbox is or whatever. Don't use it for that. Just keep it set aside for the entirety of your animal's life. Because when they get to be old, suddenly everything goes wrong and it is very expensive. I have a dog who's almost fourteen, and she is constantly going to the vet now for all these weird problems that we can't diagnose. My dog is on two hundred and fifty dollars per month of medication. Okay, oh, no, that is like a crappy car payment <laughs> for a dog to take pills just so she can <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> She's also getting old and kind of senile. I didn't know that if you took those pills,
1: it just gave you the ability to. I didn't know that like it it made it so it was socially acceptable. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's not, but it is, I mean, it's borderline funny because I have a two-year-old who goes, wolf poop on the floor. (laughs) That's pretty funny. But just as your friend Gregor, someone who's at the, like, who once was younger and got himself a wonderful beast, uh, who's now watching said beast decline, do yourself a favor, and today, anyone that has themselves a pet, we have three because we're idiots, but... Just put away a few bucks at a time. Now, I know some people are like, yo, you could get pet insurance. And yes, you can, but it doesn't cover things like teeth cleanings or medication or most office visits. And it's very expensive. So if you just do yourself the favor, like say you're Brandon and his lovely wife, set aside 50 bucks a month so that way when it comes time for your dog to get old and crappy, literally, that uh, you'll have a little bit of a cushion there without ruining the bank. A PSA from your friend Gregor.
1: Yeah, this is not an advertisement. This is just Gregor being doing you all a solid. Yeah, as it, I look at my dog sleeping, who inexplicably has a massive boner right now.
0: Is <laughs> <laughs> <It's> your dog? <dumb laughs> <laughs> We're like talking about <laughs> and saving, and he just. <laughs> Okay so now to the less depressing news Seattle Sounders FC get manhandled By DC United 2-0 On on the road in DC at their crappy Blink the lights all the time stadium It's like a 5 year old is in charge of their lighting God it drives me crazy
1: Uh it's like if it's like if James woolard was announcing the game and uh every time the sounder scored he turned around to his grandson or granddaughter who's uh less than a year old and was like yeah 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 go go go
0: hit the lights uh, up and down constantly it's crazy dude so uh anyway i think to sum it up perfectly i'm going to turn to a guy who i admire very much and his name is Steve Zekawani and he said this at some point um, during the first half, he said, the Seattle Sounders, again, their worst enemy there. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, 100%. This team had so many good looks throughout the game, so many opportunities created that just didn't get finished, but then in transition got beat like a zillion times. Now, it doesn't help that the other team has Wayne Rooney, a legendary soccer player known around the world, now in his uh, growing a little long in the tooth, but uh, still better than everyone else on the field, probably. I, I bet you could back that up. Anyway, um, he's out there destroying the midfield and the and the central defense. Okay, great, I get that, and his free kicks are in, insane and everything. He's a real handful. But still, for the amount of opportunities that Seattle created and some sparks that look good out there, God, it was a, just a crap fest. It was like chowder pooping on the floor out there.
1: It it was a weird—so DC wins 2 nothing. The the Sounders had I feel I I tweeted something along the lines during the beginning of the game that uh, the Sounders dominated the first eighty two seconds of the game and after that it's they it it was not at all indicative of the way that the rest of the game would go <laughs> yeah. I I thought honestly when I first start, started watching the game I, I was like wow the Sounders look really good. And then, you know, they gave up possession, and as soon as they did, they were winning it back. But then uh, I don't know what happened. It, it, they just took the foot off the gas. Uh, Brad, Brad Smith hits the post uh, when he could have passed it to Raul Ruiz Diaz. Um, the Sounders, I think, you know, Kelvin Leerdam gets a, a really great shot on goal, and it gets it's, it gets blocked. Just Nothing was kind of going their way. It wasn't that they were playing that poorly yet. I think that by the end of the game, they were playing terrible. Um, but... It was D.C. converting the chances that they got or hitting the post
0: with the rest of them. <laughs> it's cool to see, like, even Brad Bradsmith, who took that kind of selfish opportunity, really put his boot through it and was going, was trying to win that game. It was it was cool to see in the final third a lot of cool creativity happening. So then we go to halftime, and again, Steve Zaccawani makes a very insightful comment. He was like, one word to describe the Seattle Sounders after the first 15 minutes? Lifeless. And I'm like, mm. damn, dude, Cold.
1: If only there was like a pet insurance for your favorite soccer team that you could then make them better by the end of the year.
0: We're done. That's it. (laughs) Or just start saving $50 per match.
1: (laughs) By not buying tickets to watch your soccer team play.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is not what I'm suggesting. Sounded front office, but yes. Now, at the same time, I went back to check the stats on this. Five times this season, unless I missed one, five times this season, Seattle played three matches in eight days. And that includes travel, because I don't think any three of them were at home Mm -mm. back-to-back-to-back like that. So that includes traveling sometimes further than others, like when you go to D.C. to cap off a three games in eight days, and you have to fly across the country to do that. I know these guys are young and they play a lot, but a team that is depleted and has stayed kind of depleted all season, this is the first look at a squad that actually looked like it could be kind of a first-team squad with Victor Rodriguez out there.
1: to play. Well, except, except for the fact that Nico Ladero was also missing from this.
0: Oh, fair! Oh, yeah, 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 duh! <laughs> That's, yeah. And it, it took me until like the sixtieth minute to realize that the other central defender next to Kim Keehee was Goose Sensen. Well, shoot!
1: I, 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 when I, when the lineup got released on Twitter, I retweeted it and said something about like no goose, and then somebody was like, no dummy, he's he's playing, and then I had to delete the tweet because he's he's playing center back because Ariaga's red card the match before.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> now, how about some stats for nerds? Let's put it. Yeah, that way.
1: stats for nerds. Okay, so you 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 pulled out uh, originally. To show that when the, sound- the Sounders have played five times, they've played three matches in eight days. And so what I did was I went and looked at their record in all of those eight-day eight, eight day spans. And then what I did was I removed the first of each of those eight-day spans because I-, I feel like you're always... You're fresh for the first game. You can't you can't caveat the first game and say that, like, that's part of that three matches in eight days. And so if you look at the record that the Sounders had in matches that they played, uh, the second and third matches that they've played uh, in a span of eight days, the Sounders were one win, four losses and five draws. that is less than stellar.
0: That is brutal, dude. And, so, so you're talking and I think, about... Hold on, hold on. So that's 10 matches that you're talking about with one win amongst all of them. Just a total of 6 points in 10 matches. You're taking 6 points from an available 30? That's god-awful. It's insane. And... and,
1: and, and I what we didn't do is we didn't look at this across the league. We didn't look to see if um, you know other teams in the league were also were also playing this. But we do know that because one of that Colorado match from earlier in the season that was canceled or postponed because of the because yeah. of the weather, uh, that created another another three match and eight day uh, series for the Sounders. And then the Sounders played that um, Bruce Dortmund friendly in the middle of a of a two match like an already clustered week. So one of those losses um was a, a friendly but still that's like players they played some of the starters in that match so you have a bunch of players who are like fine so you're spending left, their energy so, you so left still 21 it's 21 points three out and there.
0: five. exactly yeah. yeah yeah that's unacceptable that's that is cra- and I mean I'm sure the I'm sure the team has bro- like problems saying like yo they're like what's the schedule but I mean didn't seem to be a problem for LAFC
1: right so yeah who have not uh, who So first of all, the only team in the Western Conference that has clinched a spot in the playoffs didn't just clinch a spot in the playoffs is LAFC. They've already clinched the first spot in the playoffs. (laughs) There's no other team in the Western Conference
0: that that has clinched a spot. And they haven't won in like Three weeks. I would be real nervous if I was that squad getting it done so early like that. I'd be real worried about going. to Yeah, but the playoffs at the same, and who, beaten.
1: who cares? Like, I mean, you, you, they could not play any starters for the rest of the season and rest all of their guys and not have to worry about injury and not worry about uh, a Nico Ladero back injury and having to rest him for a game and not worry about you know making sure Victor Rodriguez doesn't play too many minutes or anything like that because they can just sit and I mean, yeah, you want to go into the playoffs hot? We've seen what that means for the Sounders, but. But they have literally nothing to worry about. They're going to basically walk away with the supporter shield, uh, and even if they even if they lose the rest of their matches for the rest of the season, um, if they win the supporter shield, this season is a massive success.
0: Oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. Anyway, it's uh, it's crazy the schedule. I'm also, to be clear, I'm not making excuses here. I'm no, more disappointed in the fact that the squad couldn't get more done. Um, it would be nice if it wasn't. If we didn't play in a league where there was – we don't do anything. If they didn't play in a league, if we weren't talking about a league not funded by foreign royalty where there was five different times and – so there should only be three times that that happened. The other one was our own fault. Mm -hmm. by inviting Dortmund and then the other one was the league rescheduling during an international break thanks for that awesome but yeah then you couple that with international breaks you're missing players and stuff it's crazy it's crazy the amount that the schedule can affect what goes on and then you add injuries on top of it it really is um it's really hard to compare I guess from team to team as well yeah now if a guy with a giant mustache at the final match of the season on o- October 6th comes out at halftime and he's wearing a giant mustache and trench coat, <laughs> and he shows up for the crossbar challenge, it is definitely Wayne Rooney. He hit that bar like young Gregor circa 2005 to 14.
1: <laughs> it's two Wayne Rooney stacked up on top of each other like it's trench coat.
0: If that <laughs> that's awesome. If that crossbar was called clever duns I'd be hitting it every time, all right? So all uh, right, Clever if does. If that
1: crossbar was called uh, Cap Hansen's in Bellingham it's circa 2011.
0: Yeah, exactly. So anyway, uh, Wayne Rooney, so much... Like, his touch is so incredible that he just, just. I mean, obviously he was just a little short of getting it done or whatever, but still, it was incredible to watch that. A big assist there, one of those goals too. That's neat.
1: That second goal, uh, Wayne Rooney free kick. I mean, he almost had another, like he had a, a, an insane free kick from a, a crazy angle earlier this season. He almost had another one, hit the post. Yeah. Uh, hit the post a couple other times. Took a free kick that I think I only I've watched it so many times e- even in slow motion. I can't figure out how it went in. If it I, I think it took a deflection but I don't know if it was off of the Sounders player or somebody else. Um, it looked like it
0: was off the DC United guy that did it. Dance around. Yeah, yeah. It looked like he got a, a he re- redirected a, an angle there on the volley. Yeah.
1: It was it was just it's Wayne Rooney just put so much speed on it. And um, it was low. It was
0: crazy. It was low. Yeah. It's, he's a good player. So that I brain- think I think he might be off to Europe. So that brings us to the most important player for Seattle. It's the sweet Stefan Fry's man of the match.
1: You're a sweet Stefan Fry's man of the match, the crossbar.
0: Sweet Stefan Fry's Austrian sweet potato French fries. They are to fry for. Also, Stefan Fry happens to be from Switzerland, NBD. Uh, damn it. (laughs) Einfach! (laughs) Einfach! (laughs) Einfach! All right, it's time to take a look at who is hot, who is garbage, and who is hot garbage. Hot garbage. Let's start with hot. Hot. Uh, Stephen Fry forever. For forever.
1: <laughs> yes. I've, I, have you ever thought about like what will happen when uh, Stephen Fry eventually like turns 80 and can't play for the Sounders anymore, and who's going to play there?
0: Yeah, me, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost 6'6". I've got a hell of a reach. I'm not very limber. And I'm terrified of the ball, so I'll I'll be the perfect scapegoat so the next person that comes in looks real good. Plus, (laughs) Okay, Michael, you're (laughs) spurning. He was okay. Um, Okay, I I wouldn't mind, um, also, how do you pronounce that? It's so crazy. Uh, You know, we pay for daycare right now, so having a little extra income, too, wouldn't be so bad, so, you know, Seattle, what up? (laughs) All right, also hot.
1: How about Hot. Uh, Sounders don't win, but, but Western I- Conference teams uh, also win the hunt for the playoffs. FC Dallas, Minnesota United, and Portland Timbers, and Real Salt Lake, and San Jose Earthquakes all dropped points.
0: Hey, that is hot. That's nice.
1: <laughs> uh, hot because the Sounders didn't do anything with it. It literally means nothing except for the can get, gets kicked down the road.
0: Well, I, yeah. I mean, it means that it's there's less pressure. It means that it's easier to maintain that so you're saying there's a chance. Second spot. I'm, I'm not getting ahead of myself, but I wouldn't say literally. You know, I know there's a new definition now. Thanks a lot, the internet. Anyway, uh, hot. Steve Zakawadi. I'm going to say it again. I've said it a million times. He's the best thing to happen to Seattle Sounders FC Broadcasting since they foolishly dropped my British friend. And I mean no disrespect to the other people, but I said to uh, Steve at the beginning of last season, I was like, how did you, like, where did you come from? How are you all of a sudden so good? And he's like, well, I've been doing this now for three years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, man, that's not like, you're like professional broadcast quality with no experience. Like, how does that, I'm not even there yet. And I have <laughs> a lifetime behind me. I think the guy adds so much to the call. And so I watched the, the recap that, that that they have um, when you Google the MLS you know, info or whatever. The recap that they give is from, D.C. United, because they won. And boy, their broadcast team is not for me. They, they do not no. have a Steve Zakawani or even a Keith Costigan that is it's on... It's in the net! <laughs> the guy just kept saying that like ah! Ah! It's in the net! It's in the net! The net! And there are people
1: there are people who are like holdovers from original MLS who will tell you that that is like what makes this league great <laughs> and will also make fun of like our flamethrowers behind the goals looking like professional wrestling. But that is just so like, oh, it's f- so right annoying.
0: It yeah, it's so annoying. WWE is the biggest thing in the universe. I don't participate in it, but like, yeah, put those flamethrowers in. And if you don't like it, don't have them at your dumb stadium. Yeah. It's a left. <laughs> just go ahead and keep flicking those lights like a dick. <laughs> that moves on to garbage. <laughs> I got this one. Uh Brad Bradsmith. I think that I'll translate what Raul Ruiz Diaz's terror eyes said. Passing f- ball <laughs> Now in Spanish. <laughs> I wonder if Raul Ruiz Diaz's vampire drained the life from Brad Smith yet, because that is definitely what it looked like he wanted to do. <laughs>
1: Um, vampires, aka bats, do mm. like being upside down. And Brad Bradsmith is from Australia.
0: Oh, do you think he sleeps upside down?
1: <laughs> I think everything that Brad Bradsmith does is, is upside down because he's from Australia.
0: Watching the overlap between Jordan Morris and who has so much speed, they're both on the left, and Brad Bradsmith. Doing the overlap run around him from the from the wingback position there it was so crazy to see how fast the Sounders can get down the field. Another garbage. Those LED lights at Audi Field. We get it. You're green. That's enough. Stop flicking them. Yeah, it's man. I'm. I want to upgrade that to hot garbage, but I. I will not. Texas. Yeah, that, it's just it's it's
1: it's weird. It's it's weird how annoying it is. <laughs> For no, it's the Sounders launch flame flamethrowers, which are. Undeniably cool, (laughs) uh, because because fire shooting out of anything because fire is so hot, it's so hot. (laughs) And when you don't have flamethrowers, flicking the lights on and off, like such a far cry from doing something cool with. Like imagine being the the stadium guy who works for the sounders who gets or like stadium woman who who, I don't know who it is uh, that works for the sounders that does like the game day experience and like you always at the bare minimum you at least are shooting flamethrowers off at the end of the day.
0: I will tell you what, there is a... I haven't noticed the last few matches I've been to, but there is a young gal that sits there right in front of VCS that has the button and the power and well, gets to push that.
1: Yeah, she works for Fire Company or whatever that company that shoots the, the flamethrowers is. Fire days. Company. Uh, she, fire Company. The man uh, of the match brought fired. to you by Fire
0: Company. You're fired. <laughs>
1: Which is a good thing, because you scored a goal. Yeah, fire. <laughs> fired. Um Yeah, so she's worked there for forever, basically. and um, Until she got fired. And, and then you're the guy, you're, uh, or girl, at DC, and the, the, the thing goes on. They, they score a goal, and they turn
0: to, yeah, James Woolard's nephew, and they're like, hey, turn the lights on and off real quick. It's real cool, bud. <laughs> the joke's on you, though. Once you teach a toddler to do that, they never stop. <laughs> Okay, now we're gonna have to get serious for one second. I, hot garbage is actually real today. In hot garbage,
1: yeah, hot garbage. How about a bunch of Sounders fans got jumped while leaving Audi Field? <sighs> so it's it's silly. I mean, we don't know too much about this because we weren't there, and obviously this is all speculative. But um, there's some there's some some reports and things that have happened that says uh, that a bunch of players, a bunch of Sounder supporters who were leaving the um, leaving the stadium after the match were jumped by a bunch of DC uh, uh, supporters, and it sent somebody to the hospital with um, what sounds like a broken jaw. Oh, my and God. And a bunch of other people were injured as well. And this is silly uh, mostly because, and, and silly is such a trite word to, to use, but we're at like a joke dumb podcast
0: who – get to talk about soccer because we're literally fans. my other podcast is called our dumb podcast like yeah we're we we just make jokes about this the whole time and rarely does it get serious enough for us yeah. to actually have to change our tone
1: and this is two weeks in a row, and this one notably more serious than last week's, where we've had to talk about uh, something. We, we we try to like not touch too many hot button issues, but uh, two weeks in a row, where the narrative surrounding the club and the match is less about the the soccer that's being played and less about the, the antics of the players on or off the pitch, but it's things that are happening with supporters. And and while I won't compare like fan violence to to what's been happening with. Um, the the Antifa and and the um uh the Iron Front symbol and things like that Branded, like Branded. those are such it's... different things and and if you want to hear like our opinions on that or at least our thoughts about it you can listen to the last podcast where we we wax poetic about it but um
0: look dude look, listen real quick this is th- these are two different subjects in two different worlds one is about protest and it's conducted nonviolently and that was the right. whole essence of what we said last time was that like it or not that politics are going to be in sports the seattle sounders fc fans did it in a way where no one got hurt right this is barbarianism this well, is
1: it's it's crazy it's i i'm like a very nonviolent person i have a neighbor who is a very like aggressive violent person and i and it puts me it makes me realize just how nonviolent i am like i'm scared of, of violence and fighting and things like that um I, I think it's ridiculous to get violent over anything at all for the most part, let alone a sporting event. And I've gotten drunk and like mad at games where, you know, I yelled at Steve Clark in a parking lot. And <laughs> But, you know, like I would never fight a person over something as silly as sports because at the end of the day, um, the only thing that's separating you or me from being a Timbers fan it most likely is where we're born or raised or, or like – became fans of the sport like if I was born and raised in Portland or even Vancouver Washington I'd probably be a Timbers fan and it's silly to think that you would oh I'm Sounders through and through like you you were born and raised in Seattle or this is where you you gained your fandom like that's why you're a fan so for you to or for somebody from DC uh it's it's like tribalism at its worst where you take some arbitrary notion that you think makes you better or yeah, after you win more superior to somebody else and and you fight them and and there what do you there's just nothing there and and obviously we're probably speaking to the or preaching to the choir because none of the the people listening to this podcast and most reasonable people in general are ever going to think that violence is okay you know like the dc united front office and the official supporters group the bar brava immediately denounced the acts of violence and they're they're going to do an investigation and i'm sure there will be bans and there will be process if they're able to identify the people that did it um but it's just it's just it's too big of an issue. I mean, you had uh, countries and and football associations in Europe, in Italy, and in where they're still still dealing with this, and in England, where for decades have been doing whatever they could to to clamp down on hooliganism and fighting and violence and things like that, because of the way that it it, it had a real effect on the sport in England to the point where people weren't going to games, and the league was losing money and was having the. Um, the real possibility of of not being able to play soccer in England anymore because of the fu- types of fan violence that was happening in it. Well, I'm just saying in a country like uh, the United States, where the sport is still trying to gre- get its legs and and uh, the only way that it's going to do that is by growing with younger generations who continue to grab hold of it and get more passionate about it and grow up playing. Uh, if you make it a place where people don't feel like it's a safe place to bring their kids, who are going to get passionate about the game, they're only going to delegitimize the importance and and the beauty of the game in the U.S. and in a place where the the fan base is so frenetic and and um, it can be you know it's it's a small but impassioned crowd. In order for that to grow, this kind of stuff is only going to shoot it in the foot. And again, like we're this is an echo chamber, right? Like I bet you most of the people listening to this and, and even most of the people in the stadium um, would agree. So who knows? Maybe there's no but point it has in, in to be said. saying about this. No, stuff, It but has
0: to be said. You have to say these things because if you don't, then you're being complicit. You're standing by idly and letting this happen. We should be legitimately fan outraged when something like this happens because this is a, Sport. This is just a game that happens. None of us are on the field. None of us got slide tackled into and had our careers ruined. None of us are out there actually hustling around doing anything. We're getting drunk in the stands or being too passionate and then taking it beyond the game. It's supposed to be symbolic for the wars that we're not fighting by putting our gladiators out there for a commercial endeavor, rather than something where we actually get into fistfights over it, and that tribalism bleeds over, but we need to talk about how to control that because you are creating an opportunity for an unsafe environment. What what happens the next time DC fans travel here? Is there any kind of chip on the shoulder of somebody, somebody within the 40,000 people that come to a Seattle Sounders match? That can be a leftover thing. That can be something where someone is damaged by that and then wants to retaliate and that's not the sticks and stones attitude that we need to have about this it's a game first and we need to cultivate the idea that it's that it's for everybody to feel safe at otherwise why are we doing this otherwise it is a very minor form of war it's ridiculous
1: yeah, I think there's there's room for and and to be clear, like we're obviously not blaming DC United's front office. Of we're course not blaming not. even like the DC United version of ECS, the Barra Brava, right? We're like not blaming those people because it's obviously a subsect possibly of that group of people who uh do not get what supporter culture is uh meant to be originally, right? But like I think there's a time and a place for for groups of fans from opposing teams to give each other <laughs> Like, that's what, that's what makes supporters, like, sitting in the supporter section so fun. Getting to scream that you don't hear the other crowd, uh, the other fans saying, or, you, you know, you don't hear an effing thing from them.
0: Or we like, do hear an effing thing. Or
1: you do in case your entire supporter section walks out. Uh, but, I mean, that kind of stuff is fun. It, it makes it fun. It, but, like, at the end of the day, like, when you leave that stadium... Uh, and you take off your, your team colors, or even if you're still wearing them, like you should be able to go get a beer with somebody and anybody that says like, it must be this exclusivity thing. And like when when I was in London, when I was in London, I went to see a premier league match. Um, after the match, we couldn't even, uh, get into any of the bars around uh, Craven cottage where Fulham plays because you had to be a card carrying member, uh, slash basically their version of a season ticket, uh, holder. Um, of the of the club in order to get into the bars because of how frequently people who are not fans or people who are fans of the opposing team who are at the stadium try to infiltrate those bars and just cause shit for no reason yeah. like that's we don't want to get to the point where we have to exclude people from public establishments because they support a football team well we like don't.
0: let's hope that everyone doesn't as well yeah anyway it's ridiculous hopefully everyone recovers that broken jaw I didn't hear that part that's so crazy All right, on Sunday, Seattle heads to San Jose to play the San Jose Sharks in the the longest outdoor bar in America Stadium, 4.30 p.m., and uh, battle to see how low you can go. Right now, San Jose is tied for seventh with Fartland with the goal differential. No, with the goal's four as the tiebreaker. First, it's number of wins. Then it's goal differential and then it's goals four. That's the only place that they're beating Fartland right now. Which and
1: then is- it's a Cedra, whatever that means on MLSsoccer.com. <laughs> then we flip a
0: coin and see what
1: happens. <laughs> no, I think the next thing is like disciplinary points, which I don't I don't know what that means. <laughs> next is Tam and
0: Gam money. <laughs> How <laughs> many Garth Lagerways are on your team? <laughs> oh no, we've got one. Ah! <laughs> anyway. Uh San Jose not looking good right now in the lead up to the into the playoffs, right?
1: No, they've they they've well as far as San Jose goes, they've had a great season. Um, but as far as their last few games have gone, it's been bad. They've lost three straight. Um, they're coming off of a three to one drubbing to Atlanta. Um, I don't know if you can call that a drubbing, but it wasn't great. Uh, they they got a red card in that match. Um, but San Jose is also a team uh, that plays really well against Seattle. Uh, Chris Wondolowski. Well, they've got the Chris Heritage Cup on the line. you got the Heritage Cup on the line. And Chris Wondolowski is old and loves his heritage. Um, <laughs> Chris Wondolowski, uh, uh, he, he, I think the stat is that there's no team in MLS that he scored against more than he has against the Seattle Sounders. Right, and he's having he's... a good season, which does not help.
0: Is your dog rolling around? Is that what's going on? Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know what he's doing. God damn it. Dude. No, that's just what happens. It's fine. All right, I gotta. we got to keep going here. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so San Jose will be fired up to get a big result then. Uh, for Seattle Sounders FC, if you get a win, then it's like – it's not guaranteed but it's looking pretty good because between second and seventh right now six points on the line then you get into the wacky goal differential and all that stuff but you get a win and it looks like it'll be hard to kick seattle out of. we'll have to do the actual math on this we'll tweet that out What what's your plans for the game where are you gonna watch this one um i think i'm just gonna watch
1: from home again i've actually been really enjoying sitting on my butt in front of my computer yeah. and uh, tweeting about the match and yeah, watching our, the game. Our Twitter
0: game has been significantly raised. Great job.
1: <laughs> it's cuz Danny doesn't ask me to work the games anymore. Actually, this <laughs> isn't a way this is a way game. So,
0: <laughs> he's like, "Brandon, we need you to work the game from home. If you could just get Instagram stories from screenshots." That's that's the level we're going to now. Good. Good. All right. Uh, I think I'll be doing the same. It's a Sunday evening, well, afternoon. i I'm sure I'll be doing family. Th- oh no, I'll be out of town. Oh, I'm going to be watching it from the East Coast oh man i gotta plan accordingly Ah oh, crap so it'll be late yeah seven thirty. that's not that late but like yeah 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 oh man i'll be <laughs> that's, in I'll that's gregor late i'll be in new hampshire i don't even know how to watch the match from that far away am i gonna I have to get to new hampshire yeah don't worry about it I, I, how am i gonna am i gonna have to put in like a fake credit card thing or like a, fa- a fake email address to try and okay we'll get no, to it the might mean that. that
1: it's not blacked out for you
0: oh awesome Okay, so let's pretend like you just realized that you're listening to a podcast, and the last twenty miles of driving down High Five is not meant anything to you. Welcome back, first of all, but too long didn't listen. It's TLDL. <laughs> hey, too
1: long didn't listen. Uh, Count Ruidiaz. Cha ja, cha ja, cha ja, cha ja, cha. Ja, ja. Ha ha ha
0: ha ha. I'm Count Diaz. Ha
1: ha ha ha. <laughs> TL here, here to suck Brad Smith's blood. Ah, blood.
0: TLDL. Too long didn't listen. Brandon's dog has a big old dog boner.
1: At <laughs> least I'm. I'm glad my dog doesn't have a big old human boner.
0: <laughs>
1: Whose is it? Oh no! Where'd he get that boner? Uh, too long didn't listen. Uh, pet insurance for your soccer club.
0: Oh yeah, we should start a business. The full ninety extra time soccer club insurance for your pets. No wait, my wait, soccer I'm... club has a pet boner. <laughs> We're gonna have to operate. <laughs> Take a look into your crystal Pepsi ball, Brandon. Tell me what you see for 4.30 Sunday afternoon. It's San Jose Sharks welcoming Seattle Sounders FC to the longest outdoor bar in America Stadium. How low can you go, teams? I don't even know
1: at this point, man. It's like, so even when the Sounders are at full strength, like, there's no predicting. This is the most inconsistent club I feel like I've ever supported. And for that reason, I'm going to look into my crystal Pepsi ball and just say... Screw it. Sounders win 3 to nothing with a hat trick from Raul Ruiz.
0: I also will say the Sounders are going to win, but it's going to be closer than that. We'll say 2-1 with a goal from Count Ruiz. Ah, ah, ah. Or right, I should do. Ja, ja, ja. I should do. Uh, uno. Ha, ah, Ha, <laughs> uh. <laughs> i awesome.